When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and I am delighted to be joined this evening by Kevin McCluskey. You are dialing in from Budapest, we're not in the same room, Kevin, we're not like this. The, the couples on Facebook who are having conversations with each other on the social media whilst sitting on the same couch. Um, yes, the At least that's the pretense we're going to keep up for the next half an hour anyway. We've got <laughs> to know that it's been said. Uh, the teams are out, Celtic versus Hibernian, we've all had a say about this, um, Kevin, you know, after the, the game at the weekend, you and I cover the vast majority of Celtic games domestically and in Europe. And obviously it was the famous old Jimmy Greaves game of two halves at the weekend, wasn't it? It was, from what I've seen anyway. As you know, I was away over the weekend, so I missed the game live. But I've um, I've seen enough of the highlights and I've seen enough comments and WhatsApp groups and match reports to get a a decent feel of what happened. Um, it feels like it's a game I did watch though, because mm. I think I've seen it before earlier on this season. Just a game where, certainly when judging by the highlights of the first half, maybe quite a lot of possession, but creating very little and not looking like we were going to. Um, you lose a really soft, soft goal from a set play, not defending a, another cross ball that's come in. It's been a weakness been our weakness for a good few seasons and we seem to be getting over it under Ange and now it's crept back in again in the last mm. few weeks I don't know if we blame Joe Hart so much for that one but someone needs to start commanding the six yard box when a cross ball comes in Absolutely. so it's something that needs to get looked at and then but yeah after that second half again lots of possession and we get the three goals I'm still going to have concerns over chance creation I don't think we created many clear cut chances from what I saw but can I complain at three goals? And really the, the first two, especially O'Reilly's goal was top draw, just to lash that one in from outside the box in the top corner. But we can't keep on going on, relying on wee moments like that to get us over the line in games. We need a big performance tonight. We need a 90-minute performance tonight where we go and put hips to the sword, as difficult as that might be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when you uh, look at the halftime analysis that James and I did against St Johnston at the weekend, James suggested, and there was the, the gasp from the comment section, that perhaps Jamesy Forrest and Mikey Johnson would be the, the two guys to come on and make an impression. I think that the big thing for me watching the, the game at the weekend was the fact that all four substitutes made an impression. They all contributed positively, Kevin. And it was Jamesy Forrest, Mikey Johnson, Tomoki Awata, and of course, O. And what's happened tonight is that uh, Brendan has rewarded three of those guys with a start tonight and uh, Yang has dropped not just to the bench but completely out of the squad. Let's run through 
both starting 11s. First of all, obviously, we will have a look at the Celtic side and some uh, might be surprised. I'm not really because, as Jungle Wine was saying here earlier on, if uh, obviously if you're going to be angry and you're going to get into a, a bit of a rant, then you're going to have to follow it up. So Jungle Line was saying, had to make changes after that rant on Sunday. Absolutely. You can't go on about um, lack of application, being too comfortable um, making the changes, one of which was made at half time. That's a proper hooking. Not quite getting taken off after 35 or 25 minutes, but it's a proper hooking at half time. Um, and I think the, the message is clear. There were some players on that park who were too comfortable, Kevin, and they've been punished by losing their jersey tonight. There's probably one or two who have slipped through the net due to the fact that we don't have sufficient backup for them. So the start 11 for Celtic, Joe Hart and goals, I absolutely agree that uh, he's got to command his penalty area better, Kev. But what he did do, and you know, into injury time, he, he made a save that, you know, is it a world-class save? I don't know why you can't make a world-class save at McDermott Park in Perth. Starts the move, we score the third goal, we win the game. Um, Alistair Johnston at right-back with Greg Taylor at left-back. The two central defenders are Carter Vickers and Scales. We'll come back to that scenario at the moment. I don't think there's any doubt that they are the two first picks, but it's still interesting that there's no Gustav Lagerbjelk or Mike Novroski on the bench. Um, Nat Phillips, who might actually be going home in three weeks' time, back down to Liverpool, he's on the bench. In the midfield, Awata finally gets that start, Kev, and he's alongside Captain Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. Both of those two midfield players were goal scorers at the weekend. Mikey Johnston gets his first start, and I asked the question on the bulletin at half past 12 this afternoon, when was the last time Mikey Johnston started the game for Celtic? Uh, you've got Louis Palmer on the left. There was a wee scare when he went down, but it turned out to be cramped rather than a, a muscle strain. And the big man, Big O, starts up top on the bench. We've got Scott Bain. Nat Phillips, Kyogo drops to the bench. This is ruthless. I like the ruthless streak that Brendan has shown here. David Turnbull, was he one of the guys who was passive? Potentially. Um, Odin Thiago home. You've got Marco Tilio, who has replaced Yang in the squad, and he gets the, the seat on the bench. Paolo Bernardo, James A. Forrest. And Tony Ralston making up the subs. Uh, and for Hibs, you have Marshall, former Celtic player, of course, Miller, Fish, Levitt, Yuan, Boyle, Newell, quite like Newell, I think he's a good player. He's captain in the side tonight. Stevenson, um, Jair, Campbell, and Rocky. Not Nov Rocky, just Rocky. Um, so, what do you make of the starting 11? Uh, and do you agree with Jungle Line? If you're going to come out swinging, as Brendan did, you've got to back it up. You've got to back your words up. And he's done that. Yeah, he certainly has. Um, I think like most folks, when I've seen that starting 11 for tonight, um, there's a wee taken aback a little bit. There's a few surprises in there, but only so I'm only surprised because I didn't think he would actually make the changes. Um, but I mean, you're spot on. If you come out and talk the talk, as Rodgers did after that game at the weekend and showed just how unhappy he was, you can't go and pick the same 11 for the next game then. So he's um yeah he's, he's he's talked to talk he's he's living up to his words there I'm I'm pretty happy actually with the changes that he's made and I include taking Kyogo out for this game and it's it's not a slight on him but we've all seen over the last month month and a half maybe even longer maybe even all season that he hasn't been utilised correctly under Rodgers he doesn't seem to fit or like 
the style of play, the system that we've got at the moment, it doesn't suit him. It's not to say that he's become a bad player overnight, it's just not working for him at the moment. And every time when O's come on over the last few while, he has impressed, he's made a difference. I've liked the fact that he's usually been up top with Kyogo behind him. I think yeah. that's helped him. But uh, it's a big night for him because, I mean, you asked the question, when was the last time Mikey Johnson started a game? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm going to go back to maybe over a year ago. Longer than that, because he was away all last season, wasn't he? So Probably you're going... 18, 18 months. I mean, there was a shout today yeah, from Patrick McGilp. He reckons it was two years ago. I'm going to look at that just while you're talking. I'm going to be. figure it out. Yep. Aye, so um, it must be that length of time. And I know always started games, obviously, um, more recent than that. But when was the last time he actually got a run in the team? So this is a massive game for him. If he can come in and, and put in even a half-decent shift, it maybe gets him the jersey for the next couple of games. And I mean, there's a big one coming up at the end of the month. I mean, what an ideal opportunity for him to stake his claim for that game. But uh, yeah, looking through that team, I'm, I'm quite happy with the changes. Especially, actually, the one I haven't spoken about yet in this little ramble, Iwata. So chuffed to see him get in there because he's been the one centre midfielder that hasn't been given a a shot at it. You know, Turnbull's had his games, Bernardo's had his games, Holmes been in there. And every time Iwata's come on, he's just looked assured. He's never put a foot wrong. But for some reason, and we'd had the worry that maybe Rogers just didn't fancy him. But every time he's come on, he's applied himself really well. And again, if Rogers is true to his word and what he's looking at is how players perform in training and then if they can transfer that onto the pitch, then Iwata's um, demeanour, his mindset, everything has been perfect um, and he deserves that chance. So I'm really, you know, chuffed for him. And another one, if, if he can he can put a decent performance like we know he can, then maybe he nails down that position while Rio's still recovering from his injury and we can finally get a settled midfield trio for the, the remainder of this year. Yeah, the thing with Iwata, and I think this um, builds up proper brownie points with uh, Brennan Rogers is he, he strikes me as being very low maintenance as a player, Kevin. You know, he's he's a player who's come in as the MVP in Japanese football. James is always quick to point out that none of the other Japanese players that we have had, you know, regardless of the, the talents of Hatate and Kyogo Maeda, not one of them has won that accolade uh, whilst playing in Japan. He comes in uh, with that kind of kudos, yet, you know, he'll play wherever he's played. I think he's played games at centre-half, even though I don't think he's as effective there. He's played games at right-back for Brendan Rodgers. But I think time and time again, every time I've seen him in the midfield, like you were suggesting there, he looks more comfortable playing in that defensive midfield position. Not just that, though, when he goes forward, as he obviously did um, at the weekend, um, he's, we've seen him scoring that, that excellent goal against Hearts. We've seen him getting the assist against St Johnston. I think he's uh, he's one of the players that is very understated, um, and I don't think he'd have been you know rattling on the gaffer's door demanding game time. He's bided his time. Every single appearance he's made, I think he's made a positive contribution, and he's been rewarded this evening with a start. Uh, we were talking earlier about Mikey Johnston. If we're talking about starts. Off the top of my head, I think the last time Iwata had a start would have been the Scottish Cup final against Inverness at the end of last season. He played centre-half. Mikey Johnson, however, the last time, I think, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, was the 22nd of December 2021. And it was a nothing-each draw against St Mirren, uh, where he played the full 90 minutes. 
at left wing. So um, I think I remember that game actually. Was that not the game where uh, Owen Muffet was playing on the other the other wing? I'm sure it was away from home. We uh, couldn't break them down. Leela Bader was playing through the middle. He was playing centre forward. Remember. Um, so he's he's starting his first game tonight, Kev, in two years in a Celtic jersey. Um, let's not forget what it actually takes for any professional to remain in the correct state of mind that you know you're being put out on loan. Now, often the loan deals can result in you basically running down your contract and then you never kick another football for Celtic. More often than not, I mean, there's been a few successes but they're few and far between, Kev. And I think that when he went out on loan uh, over in Portugal, none of us were expecting him back. None of us. But because of the way he's applied himself over there, he's broken into Stephen Kenny's international team. And it's been probably the, the international performances that's kept reminding us, hiya, I'm still here. <laughs> and then, of course, he, he gets thrown in against tonight's opponent. So at Easter Road, I thought he was poor. And then he drops right out the squad after that. So it's constantly getting that that knock that, you know, he's a human being. He, he can take a knock to his confidence. But he kept getting back up and fighting back and fighting back. And I think what you've got there is three games. Motherwell, Lazio, St. Johnston. He's come on. He's had purpose. He's had an intent. He's made things happen. He wins a penalty against Motherwell. He looked bright against uh, Lazio when we really didn't have much to, to uh, write home about. And then at the weekend, he made a huge difference. You know, there was an energy to his play, a tempo. He looked as though he was trying to create, Kev. And I'll tell you something, right? At the beginning of this season, if somebody told me that by December we would be playing Liam Scales and Mikey Johnson, I wouldn't have believed you. But under the circumstances, I wouldn't have it any other way tonight. No, um, I was thinking about this earlier on because I had a sneaking suspicion that Mikey Johnson would end up starting today because over those last three games that you've mentioned, he's come on and he has been a difference maker in one mm. way or another. So even if you look at Lazio, um, he didn't do much after the first 10 minutes that he came on, but in those first 10 minutes, he'd done more than, I think it was Palma that he replaced. No, it wasn't Palma because he wasn't playing. Uh, was it James Forrest, sorry, that he replaced in that game? Yes. He definitely did more than, um, than Yang did in the 70, 80 minutes that he got. And he was only in the park for short space of time. He looked dangerous there. Uh, against St Mirren, he wins the penalty. You know, that gives us the lead in a game that we should have won. He's got an assist or he's a, a secondary assist, certainly a, a part of the build-up anyway for O'Reilly's goal, I think, at the weekend there. He's, um, you know, every game he's, he's played recently, probably since Hibernian, he has impacted it somehow. And he's done more in, in cameo appearances than others have in, in 60, 70 minutes from the start. So it's, it's a crazy thought to think of Scales and Mikey Johnson being in the team just now. Two players I would not have lost any sleep over if they'd left us in the summer. To be fair, I'm not going to cry many tears if Mikey Johnson leaves in January, but right now he deserves to be in the team because he is making an impact when he comes on. Um and as you talk about, you know, that trajectory of going out on loan, mm. probably to win a contract somewhere else, to then come back and stick at it. The one thing, I've been a bit of a detractor of Mikey Johnson recently, and not sure that he's, he's got the class for us. One thing you can't take away from him is that state of mind that you mentioned, and it's a bit of a throwaway because we are the Celtic state of mind. But he's got a, he has got a positive 
state of mind about him. He's never let it get him down. Um, and when he's come on recently, to go back to that one, he's come on as a guy that's been trusted to try and bring us back into games. And he's playing like a guy that wants to bring us back into games. You can tell it actually means something to him. So while he might not always have the end product, there's always effort. And sometimes that's enough to get you over the line. Sometimes it's enough to get you a starting jersey and maybe maybe revitalise a career. As uh, outrageous I thought as that might have sounded about four or five months ago. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I wrote a, a list of 10 players that I felt could leave Celtic. He was on it, so was Liam Scales. So was David Turnbull. Um, now, I'm not saying that Mikey Johnson's off that list yet, because as you say, you never know what's going to happen in January. But what I would say is that he has shown it from the bench. And tonight, he needs to prove, Kev, he's not an impact player. He's a guy that you can start, you can rely on to play part of a, a game plan, starts the game, plays the 90, wins your game that way. He needs to prove that tonight because, as I say, this is his first start in a Celtic jersey in two years. Incredible to think yeah. that. Daniel Hamilton. Yeah. It's, it's, it's massive for him, so it's massive for him to do that. When you look back to last season and the likes of Haksabanovic, mm. who we were raving about as being the impact player would come off the bench, start him in a game and he was lost. And that's why he's not here any longer. So Mikey Johnson's shown as he can do it a wee bit off the bench. It's a massive game. If he can prove he can do it from the start, he only needs to look behind him at Liam Scales as that example of what can happen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, I look at players like him, um, Stephen Welsh, once he comes back to full fitness, Tony Ralston at right back. And I think that, you know, these guys, if if you build a side where they become your second call, their, your second choice, if you like, then you're building a a framework which includes a bit of experience, the homegrown talent, and with that comes the understanding of Celtic, um, the the uh, what what the standards are at the club, what the expectations are of the fan base, because obviously you you've been born into it in terms of you you know a lot of these guys, Stephen Welsh, McGregor, etc. They've been at the club since they were you know pre-team, some of them, which is incredible, and I think that's important to have a, a core group of players like that, even if they're not your first picks. I mean Tony Ralston, right? He must be a manager's dream. You know what I mean? He, he comes in, Kev, when he's required, and he always applies himself. And now he's no longer this joke figure that you had been for probably 18 months to two years prior to Ange Porsacoglu coming to the, the club. He's now an asset. He's an asset in the side. Um, and, you know, you think to yourself, you might not be the player that's going to get us to that next level, but you're a great squad player. Brilliant for a, a second pick. And whenever Johnston, uh, Alistair I'm talking about this time, needs a rest, you bring in Tony Ralston. You know he can just, you know, click into place here, Kev, and you can trust him. And I think that it's important to have a group of players like that uh, at the football club. Mikey Johnston, as I say, I thought he was away in the summer. Um, he might still be away in January, you never know. However, he's definitely someone who we're discussing positively rather than just leave the building and uh, don't let the door hit your backside. And there's a few, maybe Haksabanovic is now in that category. Daniel Hamilton comes in to say, 
let's hope we can play with more tempo than as of late, get off to a quick start. I think it's important because um, in the past, Kev, we've been in a situation where it was it was high tempo from the off and it was high tempo for 90, 9,500 minutes, however long the game lasted. And last season, um, there was a feature of many of the games whereby 60, 65 minutes, you've got tired legs there because of being on at it for the for the entirety of the game. And then Ange Postacoglu would make his five substitutions, make his changes and would go at it for another half hour and just absolutely bombard the opposition that way. This season's been a bit different in that if we don't get into that groove, we got into it against Aberdeen, there's been occasions this season where we have, we find it difficult to step the tempo up. And I think one of the issues has been a lack of quality on the bench, that you can make that change 60, 65 minutes in. But of course, the opposite of that happened at the weekend where we were so one-paced. We needed a bit of life about us and the substitutes gave us it. So tonight, it really is important, um, as Daniel was saying there, we need to hit the ground from minute one and really go at it because we can't have another situation tonight where you and I are sitting at half-time saying, oh, here we go again. You know, what What changes are we going to make? Is it Johnson for Tilio at half-time? Johnson for Forrest at half-time? So I think it's an important point. We need to really go high tempo from the, the first whistle this evening. Yeah, it's the thing that's been missing from us for the last wee while is that, you say, intensity from the word go. Um, watching us at times when we kind of settle ourselves into that rhythm, the slower pace, it's a dream for the opposition at times because they just sit back and pack the box. And we've struggled to break teams down this season. We've struggled to get past the low blocks. We're not hitting the byline like we did under Ange and attacking the near post. We're maybe putting the crossball in earlier, um, but we don't have the don't have the focal point in there, which is why I think Oh might actually be a good option up front because he's a wee bit taller, he's a bit more physical. If we are chucking the ball in a wee bit earlier, I think he can cause a few more problems. But after the run of form that we've been on, coming off the back of the, the Aberdeen game, we need a we need a response, and maybe what happened at the weekend was absolutely ideal, and it's everything that we've needed. You know, we've had a really poor first half. We've come out had an absolute bollocking of the manager at half time, putting a decent performance in the second half. Maybe some of the players have thought, "I'll be fine for the weekend or for the midweek game," and Rogers has said, "No, nah, you're not. You're out. I'm making my changes. You know, I'm sticking to my guns on this one as well." Um, and that, that's the rocket that they might need and they need to start like that that every jersey is now under threat um, so yeah if we can come out and, and we know that if we can so if we can come out with a high tempo attack with intent and with purpose we've got players that can hurt that opposition you've got Mikey Johnson there who's desperate to save a Celtic career you've got Palmer who I think looks like he can do something dangerous every time he gets the ball O's, again, looking to cement a place in the team from the start for the first time. There's goals in midfield. There's plenty of reasons to be optimistic, but we've got to start with with the intensity that says we're here to win this game and, if possible, we're going to do some damage to Hibs, as difficult as that might be. But let me see something here. My uh, interesting start for you is that although Hibs have only lost, I've only lost one of their last twelve games, mm-hmm. they've outscored the opposition 
twice in terms of XG in that time. So they don't create very many chances and they give up more than they create. The danger is going forward, they're a bit ruthless, but we'll, we have the, the ability to, to create chances in this game or to get chances. And if we can take one early, it's that old one, we can take one early, you could see you could see us going on and really dominating the game. Well, that, that's what we're hoping for because there has been uh, some concerns around our lack of intensity and the fact that we've been playing at a, 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 you know, a snail's pace. It's been going from side to side, old horseshoe, um, you know, left to right. And we've seen a lot of the, the kind of sidewards passing. Um, I think a big part of that is when you lose a player like Rio Atatikev, the guy that can, you know, he can craft open a, a chance out of nothing. He's able to play that ball through the eye of a needle um, right in behind the, the defence. And let's be honest, uh, most teams domestically that come to Celtic Park are going to be playing ultra-defensive football, uber um, anti-football. And, and that's fine because we need to find a way. Uh, but no, I think uh, you're, you're turning into a bit of a stato yourself, Kev. So I'm loving that uh, data analysis. I like, I John like Brown, well, every now and again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like making them up. John Brown, with this mm-hmm. lineup, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it will be interesting because you're looking at, as we say, Mikey Johnson. Okay, he's made an impact from the bench. Can he do it from the start? Completely different scenario. Uh, we've also got being the bastard. <laughs> A swift start tonight, please, from the boys. I mean, Axrom can be slow to start if they so feel. Well, actually, when we're coming on, Kevin said you better go live because we'll get around otherwise. I know that everybody's always checking their timekeeping. Um, but it definitely was 1915 when we went live. Sean the Mac, delighted to see Awata. I think he really deserves it. Um, Awata, for me, the big uh, discussion we've had this week, going back to data analysis, Kev, is that uh, we're led to believe that, that you know Awata coming in and playing a defensive midfield role um, is an issue because Callum McGregor no longer has the legs in his advancing years. I wish I was advanced as him in his advancing years to be playing an offensive role. And we, we questioned it today because, I mean, let's be honest, right? You know, if it was all down to data, we wouldn't bother playing. Data would give you the answer to everything. It would pick your team for you. It would tell you the score. Um, it doesn't always work that way. Obviously, you need to utilise the data um, and you need to use that as a tool. I think. And when you're looking at Callum McGregor, people have been using some of his Scotland performances as a benchmark and as an example. Um, do you believe that he's at a stage where he can't be playing this offensive, defensive, uh, sorry, offensive midfield role that, you know, he's probably going to be playing it tonight because of what is going to be playing defensively? Aye, well, first of all, I think if my decline in my legs took me to Callum McGregor's level, I would be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, I think he's, for me, he's head and shoulders above any other midfielder in the country. Um, general terms, you know, when he's when he's on his game, there's no one can really touch him. Not even Matt O'Reilly, who we love so much. I think McGregor's just different class. I I subscribe a little bit to the I when you get older, your legs go from you a wee bit. You're maybe not as quick to cover the ground. Maybe you don't. Don't have the speed of passing or the thought of pass, but and this isn't meant to sound derogatory in any way. At this level in Scotland, I think McGregor can still play up one a little bit and have a big impact in the game. And I think having somebody alongside him like Iwata helps him massively because I mean Iwata's a six, but Iwata can play the number eight role as well. So he can do the dual 
and so can McGregor. So you don't need to have one being a solid six all the time and sitting in the defensive role. Those two can interchange and swap around and one can sit and one can attack and then they switch it around. I don't think it has to be as cut and dry as Iwat is your six. So he sits deep on McGregor then doesn't have the legs to last the full 90 in the advanced mm-hmm. role. They can switch around and I think that'll get the, the most out of him. Um I mean, you see his passing. I mean, the way that he controls a game from deeper, he can step up and do that. And he, he does, as much as I've said, you know, as he got older, maybe the speed of thought goes for playing those passes. He's still got it. He can still play the passes. He can still drive forward and get the goals like he did at the weekend. So he might not be as effective as he was when he was a 23-year-old in that attacking midfield role, but he's still definitely got a lot that he can offer us especially in Scotland, in the domestic game, in that wee bit more advanced position. And having somebody like Iwata, who's another all-rounder next to him, can only help him, I think. Yeah, I mean, Iwata, for me, he's, uh, he gives you the defensive uh, protection of your two centre-halves. He can, he can drop back into there if you're attacking. Um, you know, in possession, offensively, you can go to a back three because you've got Iwata who can drop back a wee bit. And your your fullbacks can bomb on, so I, I think he allows you to open it up a bit. And and of course, you know, I've watched Matt Riley this season when he's playing, um, and Yang is to his right. You notice a lot of the time Matt Riley is doing the work of two guys there, um, and it must be it must be difficult because he's trying to be the creative force himself, and he's, he's basically doing all the defensive work. Uh, for Yang, and by the way, I was giving him a bit of uh, praise for his defensive qualities, Yang, but um, he was obviously one of the guys that was feeling a bit comfortable, and now he's so comfortable, he's probably sitting on the team coach at the moment, because he's not even on the bench. Gregor McEwen, anyone know if you can watch the PPV on an actual telly? Well, as long as you've got one of the the newfangled smart TVs, I'm pretty sure you can, eh? Just log into your Celtic TV. Was it 12.99 tonight for a PPV if you want to watch it in the UK? Um, And you can watch it then. Brian Murphy says, dropping Kyogo. Yeah, bold. It's a bold move. Now, bear in mind, Kyogo, he scored one goal in his last eight games, I think. So his, his record's not great in terms of the goal scoring. We've been speaking about how he's, he seems to be more effective if he's allowed to drop a wee bit deeper and O's introduction allows him to do that. I did expect somehow to play two up top today. I was a wee bit you know, disappointed that we didn't do that, but he can't get everything because I wanted O and uh, Mikey Johnson and Awata all to play um, so you can't get it all, can you? But I'm sure Kilgore will come on at some point tonight. William O'Toole, hoping for a quick start and a few goals for the hoops. Hail, hail. Absolutely. And William is at Paradise, and he is just beginning to layer up, unlike O, who was bouncing about at McDermott Park um, with his bare feet, uh, just to show us how hard he is. Michael McDonald, it's Palmer's night tonight. Well, let's hope so. Um, I asked the question earlier on, just before we go to the game, Kev, about Brendan Rodgers talking about having um, four, he wanted four quality players in the summer. Do you think Palmer reaches that kind of benchmark? Was he one of the quality guys out of the nine that we've signed? I think he's been the most quality out of the nine that we've signed. I don't think there's much debate on that. Uh, And I'll say because he came in fairly late in the window compared to some of the others, he probably was... Roger signing. I think he's probably one that you could, you know, say it's got Roger's stamp all over it in that sense. Guys like 
Kwan and Yang, even home. I don't think they were necessarily Rogers men. They were maybe rubber stamped by him in the end because the deals were so far down the line. Um, but Palmer probably was, uh, I think, a Rogers signing. He's definitely played him at every opportunity that he's had, and he's he's, he's getting he's getting a song out of him, as they say. I think when he plays, so yeah, I think I think he is the one of the four, and we'll see if he can get the other three in in January. Well, you know, it would be good if he was uh, a player who could um, get back on form because you know I think he's shown quite a bit. Um, since he since he came in, he went on a good goal scoring streak as well, and then he's kind of gone off the boil a wee bit. So tonight, uh, obviously, will be a challenge for him. Let's join the action: Celtic versus Hibernian. We are looking for a quick start. Hopefully, by half time, we're talking about a goal or two in favour of Celtic. Before we do it, though, big shout out to you and Boy Martin supporting the channel. And as he says, hit the big thumbs up if you think Celtic will win tonight. He thinks it will be five one to the boys. Let's hope you're right, Ewan. Thanks everybody for getting involved, and thank you to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Podcast Network.